Word, the Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Listen for the Word of the Lord. He entered Jericho and was passing through it, and a man was there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he did. He hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and they said, he has gone to be the guest at the house of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'll pay it back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, today, today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. One of our very faithful church members sent me a photograph of Mark Twain this week. It was attached with a quote that says, No sinner is saved after the first 20 minutes of the sermon. <laughs> I didn't quite know what to do with that, except be mindful of the time. You have heard the best sermons you need to hear today. Our children saying, I will stand so that no one has to stand alone. I hope you heard that message. Pruitt and Margaret spoke about going and taking the good news of Christ into a foreign country through rice and beans ministry, our partnership with them, but what they gleaned in return was that Jesus was already there waiting for them to show up. That's how grace works. Our choir saying, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. It picks up that rich text that we read in Isaiah. Today's gospel lesson is one of all of our favorites, I assume, Zacchaeus, we could sing the song like they did at 845. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Don't you love that song? We learned it in vacation Bible school, and, and I hope it's stuck in your head all week, honestly. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. We love this story because of all of its movements. There's, there's running and scurrying, there's climbing up and coming down, and, and there's eating and there's grumbling, and oh, it has so many moving parts. But for all that we know and see in plot development, there's very little that we know about Zacchaeus except he was rich and he was short. <laughs> as we read this text as adults, what we learn is Zacchaeus is more like us and we're more like Zacchaeus than we realize. He, he was lost and now he's found. Yeah, physically speaking, he's short, he's, he's overlooked, but boy, is he known by all. He's, he's a publican, a tax collector. That's less like an IRS agent and more like a businessman who invested and um, did talked about futures and money lended to people and bid on contractors and uh, contracts for the government and, and it gave the opportunity to skim what he needed to off the top and he wasn't just a tax collector, he was the chief tax collector 
And on the backs of his own friends, his family, his own community, he could very easily cook the books and cut side deals and extort his neighbors. And, and so all of a sudden we see Zacchaeus up in a tree. <laughs> this is a story of reversals. Luke has, has been doing that, hasn't he? Just prior to this text, something incredible happens. There's a blind man. He's in the, the margins, kind of the, the ditch scenario, much like what Margaret mentioned. Who will see this blind man who can't see anyone? All he can do is cry out. He knows Jesus is coming. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. Heal me. Jesus froze in his tracks. He turned to the side. He saw the blind man. He said, your faith has made you well. Jesus never touched him. He just spoke, and the man stood, and God, he was restored back to life, back to his community. He was raised up. When we flip the page, here's Zacchaeus, center stage. He's not poor. He's rich. He's not on the ground begging. He's up in a tree and asked to come down. The poor man was raised up. The rich man was, was brought down, but... All, both of them stood eye to eye with Jesus. Jesus stopped for them. Jesus healed both men. Some think that, uh, that Zacchaeus was up in the tree to escape the crowd or to flee from his guilt. Luke is painting again. And what we're beginning to see unfold is the type person for whom the kingdom of God comes. It comes for rich and for poor, for those who have it together and those who are coming apart at the seams. Jesus comes for all of us. I love the work of, of Frederick Beekner. He, he kind of picks up on this theme that, that the crowd was following Jesus and then all of a sudden Zacchaeus ends up in the tree. You know, he's like this squirrel and all these people, like these squirrel dogs are at the bottom barking at the tree and Zacchaeus is up there in the tree and they just know Jesus is going to walk over to that tree and shake that tree and that squirrel is going to come out of that tree and man, they just know he's going to say, repent, woe to you, you sinner, turn or burn, Right? That's not what Jesus says at all. That's what we, the crowd, want Jesus to say to those who have it coming to him. But that's not what happens. Instead, he says, Zacchaeus, hey, come on down, man. I'm, I'm going to have lunch with you today. I'm going to have lunch at your house. The crowd starts grumbling. The late Frederick Beekner calls this the best and oldest joke in the world. <laughs> He also writes a book called Peculiar Treasures. He takes every letter of the alphabet and, and, and assigns them to someone in the Bible, one of the Bible figures uh, who have the, the first letter, the, the name, and, and their first name. And, um, and Zacchaeus at the, is at the bottom of the list, Z. He says it makes a good one to end with because in a way he can stand for all the others. Bigner says this, he's a sawed off little social disaster with a big bank account and a crooked job, but Jesus welcomes him on board anyway. Isn't that the story we get in the Bible? That all the, the wrong people to be called and set forth and equipped and empowered for ministry, they're the ones that get the nod. That's what God does. He says they might be peculiar, like a man up in a tree, but they're treasured 
not because of who they are, but because of who God says they are. Not because of what the world or who the world says they are, but because of who God says they are and how they respond to that call. The kingdom of God through Jesus Christ comes for us all, no, no matter how big, no matter how small. The question is, what will we do to position ourselves when Jesus comes our way? That's the question for today. It's Reformation Sunday today. 505 years ago, Martin Luther uh, tacked the 95 theses on the door of Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany. He was serving as an associate pastor there at the time. Don't get any ideas, you two. Uh, no. Luther was adamant in justification by faith alone, conversion, changing one's heart. And he went on to say, but, but conversion happens in three ways. It happens in the mind, it happens in the heart, and it happens in the wallet. That fits nicely with our stewardship kickoff, with our Zacchaeus story. If we want to know what conversion truly is in Jesus Christ, it's a conversion of, of our minds. That's what repentance means. Change your mind about the direction that you want to go and go in the direction God wants you to do. Change your heart. Have compassion. Get out in the ditch and roll your sleeves up and care for somebody who's different than you. And then change your, your giving, your wallet, the way you think about money. Let that be converted too. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I've been thinking about this kickoff today and the voices of our children and the witnesses of two of our, our sophomore students. And I've been thinking about this theme with Zacchaeus. Are we willing to go out on a limb to see what Jesus would have with us? To see what Jesus can do with us, for us, through us. When the church goes out on a limb, people notice. They say, wait a minute, what are they doing? What are they up to now? What's next? When the church goes out on a limb, people can't help but to raise their gaze and, and to look up and to wonder, what is God doing here? Because a church that's willing to go out on a limb We'll see Jesus in a different way. We'll see the community in a different way. We'll start noticing where the gaps are and we can fill in those gaps. And look, the reality is there's going to be chaos. There's always going to be crowds who are bickering and grumbling and there's, there's, there's the milieu of, of life. Sometimes we just need to get up, to rise up, to climb and to say, I need a new perspective I need to get out of the fray of, of all the turmoil, of all the contention, of all the fear, of all the anxiety, of all the grief, of all the stuff that we've been through the past three years. It's time to rise up, to go out on a limb and to say, what would you have with me, Lord? For when we do that, we hear that we've been called by name. When we pass through those waters, we'll hear that you're not alone. So I think it's time to rise. Our, our youth program is teaching us that. They're leading the way already. Normally, every other year, they take a foreign mission trip. But this year, they're, they're going out on a limb. They're rising up by faith, and they're going to take a, another mission trip. They went to Costa Rica. Uh, I think the plan is to go back to Costa Rica next summer by faith on a limb to see what God is up to. And to all of our youth team and to our students, I want to say that 
Just keep climbing. We see you. Jesus sees you. Jesus will honor that. Our, our stewardship com committee, our finance committee, our administrative board, they have gone out on a limb to approve a budget that is uh, back to a ministry level prior to COVID. It, it, took, it took some faith. It's taking some faith if we're all going to get there together. We increased it by 10% to get back to where we needed to be prior to COVID. I just wonder what it would look like for us all to go out on a limb and say, if the church is increasing by 10%, I can increase my giving by 10% too. Maybe that's the direction you want to take and go out on a limb. I think that's our responsibility to go out on a limb this season. We, we certainly went out on a limb with all these wonderful renovations. I can't imagine ministry without them, can you? What does it look like for families to step up and to catch this vision that these facilities are for the future? for children to continue singing about the goodness of God. So you're going to get the instructional letters and the packets and the annual reports and, and all of that, but as your pastor, what I want to ask is that we use this season, this opportunity to climb up, to gain some perspective, to rise above all the chatter and all the fray, to be like a lighthouse by which our community, our our conference can calibrate itself. Will you find it in your own heart to climb, to allow Jesus to change your mind, your heart, and your giving? I want to invite you to find in your order of worship the insert, the title of which is The Summons. And it's our prayer as we conclude worship today, I want, I want you to hear these questions. They're an invitation for us to go out on a limb to gain new perspective about what God is doing in our lives. And so these questions are, will you come and follow me if I call your name? Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you leave yourself behind if I call your name? Will you care for cruel and kind and never be the same? Will you let the blinded see if I call your name? Will you, will you set the prisoners free and never be the same? Will you kiss the leper clean and do such as this unseen? Lord, your summons echoes true when I but call your name. Let me turn and follow you and never be the same. This is our prayer today. This is our prayer as we begin this series. Can I get a witness to the goodness of God in our lives? And by